What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, if you uh, were living under a rock over the weekend, you may not have heard about the I-10 freeway being closed indefinitely. Yeah, the 10 was crazy, dude. Yeah, so California Governor Gavin Newsom said today that arson is likely what caused the massive fire that has indefinitely closed the vital section of a freeway in L.A. He did not say whether there were any suspects or persons of interest. The fire left the columns of I-10 charred and chipped, and the deck guardrails are twisted and blackened and... Now they've got engineers assessing the situation. Uh, the freeway is used by over 300,000 vehicles daily, and mm-hmm. the closure is expected to be felt well beyond the city, includes, including possibly slowing the transport of goods from the twin ports of LA and Long Beach. Well, because, well, and also to your point across the country, because the 10 stretches all the way from here, um, all the way, you know, down in Santa Monica, basically, all the way to Jacksonville, Florida. Mm hmm. It goes mm-hmm. straight across the country. Yeah, but the whole thing about arson, I was reading that there are several um, homeless encampments underneath well, um, were. The, the overpass. Yeah, and that they, this is what I had read earlier, that there was some talk about what could have happened down there and how that could have all you know, jumped up. They said the flames were like well over the freeway. It was bad because you know? I live like, you know, in the arts district. So I was just telling Lindsay that night, we were coming back from Koreatown and we're like, oh my God, this smell is disgusting. Like mm-hmm. we knew it was burning, but it was so strong. It was so bad. And then the next morning we found out it was not too far from, I mean, not like close, but not far from where I live. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it just sucks, man, because what it'll do is, I think everybody can kind of figure this out, is anybody, those 300,000 cars every day that travel on the 10, they now have to found, find another way to get to where they're going. Yeah. That will impact, like, every other road. So now, yeah. if you think, hey, it's going to take me 45 minutes to get somewhere, you might be thinking to yourself, I better be prepared for an hour and a half. Well, I'll tell you this, if from the 105 to downtown was way more packed in the time of day that I came up here than it normally is at that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. to your point. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that was an amazing story this past weekend. Really was. They're going to have to put like makeshift traffic lights or something up on these side streets because people, for the most part, I mean, I guess like depending on your route, you're going to have to like get off the highway and like drive through side streets downtown and then get back on. Yeah. And so when I was driving on Saturday, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, because there's no infrastructure for that, you know, like there's a lot of four way stops where there's only stop signs on one side and, you know, people are just like running into each other and it was just chaos. So they're going to have to do uh, something. These temporary uh, streetlights that they put up, I've never really seen any of those before. Is that something they have a lot of? I mean, I've, I've seen that in places that have like major construction. They can do that pretty easily. Oh yeah. 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 You've right, never well, seen that? Not really, but no, get yeah. on it. They, Let's they do have it. it. I mean, they're going to have to. Yeah. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Cappy. Yeah. LeBron on Friday. I'm watching this game. Mm-hmm. I am um, I'm in my room watching yeah, I was, this game. I was, I was at the bar at LAX watching that game as well. Yeah. Um, but I'm guessing no sound. Um, no, didn't have the sound on. Right. So I'm watching it from mm-hmm. my hotel room. Okay. And the LeBron was asked about kind of clinching the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Lisa Salters, you're, I believe, still your number one sideline reporter? Lisa Salters is in my top five. I haven't put out new sideline oh, reporter rankings wow. in quite a For while. Wow, fall, there hasn't been a new one. There, there is. You know what I should do? I should do it tomorrow. I should just have my new rankings okay. out by tomorrow. Okay. 
Okay. But I do like Lisa Salters, and she's in my top five. Right, right. She was number one at the end of, she was, of our last time. season, basically. For a very long time. Yes. Pam Oliver's up there, too. Yeah. So Lisa was doing the game mm-hmm. with Mike Breen and Doris and, and Doc Rivers mm-hmm. and asked him a specific question about Cam Reddish, who hit okay. the game-clinching shot, basically. Mm-hmm. And here's what LeBron said, clearly directed at you. To all the uh, naysayers and basketball savants that don't know nothing about basketball and telling me I should have shot that shot in Miami instead of passing to Cam Reddish, well, I did the same thing tonight because I trust my teammates, and I make the right play every single time. And uh, game ball go to Cam Reddish for sure. There you go. Wow. Called you out. Wow. The only thing he needed to say was Cappy. God, I wish he would have called me out by name. Yeah. Come on, LeBron. Come on, King. I mean, if you're going to call me out like that, why not just use my name or at least do this, like tweet at me or something? <laughs> you know, like help me out. <laughs> you, you, you probably know? have to tweet at him first. Well, he does all the time. I do. I tweet it all the time. As a LeBron. matter of fact, when I posted the video in the Circle of Trust and I, I tagged Cappy, I said, Cappy, he's talking about you. He wrote back. And you wrote something and you tagged the <laughs> Now I need to look at your timeline, Cappy. It's, it's in the community, ex. so it's not in the timeline. So mm-hmm. you have to go. They're different. They're not the same. So, but so he did George, tag LeBron. What do you like think I should, should should I address? Should I address that LeBron called me out? I mean, it sounded like he was called. I, you look. I don't think LeBron listens to the show. He does listen to the show. But I think in this instance, he clearly heard us fighting about this, and how I was sitting here saying like, "Yo, like you, you're a." freaking professional athlete you should be able to hit an open shot and lebron made the right basketball play because Mm -hmm. that's what he does every time well every time yes i mean he's added that part i just said he makes the right basketball play but yeah so he it was the exact argument you and i were having and you also um are a naysayer you are Becoming slowly more of a basketball savant, although that was clearly a pejorative. Um, I don't know what pejorative means. Don't worry but, about it. And then because okay, I don't know what that means. Yeah, but the <laughs> but the <laughs> let's hear it again. I, I want to hear it again. Can we hear it again? To all the uh, naysayers and basketball savants that don't know nothing about basketball and telling me I should have <laughs> shot that shot in Miami instead of passing to Cam Reddish. Well, I did the same thing tonight because I trust my teammates, and I make the right play every single time. And uh, Every time. Game ball go to Cam Reddish for sure. Game ball. Oh, he'd already given the game ball? Yeah. He'd already given out the game ball? I love. Yeah. I wonder when the Lakers walk into the locker room, if everybody comes around and they go, hey, 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 everybody, hey, LeBron's about to talk. Hey, LeBron's giving out game balls. Does, is that how it works? No, LeBron gives out the game balls, or does Darvin Ham give out the game balls? not how it works. But pejorative, for <laughs> since you don't know, yeah. is basically like um, expressing disapproval, like like disparaging. You know, mm-hmm. like so, like when he says basketball savant, like he's not really saying that. He's saying that like ironically. You know what I mean? Like he's not. He's like not as actually, if to say that I don't know anything about basketball. Correct. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because he actually said. Um, the naysayers mm-hmm. who are these basketball savants who know nothing about basketball. So, mm-hmm. right, he eventually tied it all together. Yeah, for he, he used a pejorative. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, that English or Spanish, by the way? I don't even know pejorative. what that word means, pejorative. What's that? Is it English or Spanish? No. It's not pejorativo. It's, oh. oh, pejorativo is the no. It's in pejorative. Espanol. Pejorative. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's an adject- ad- adjective meaning mm-hmm. disparaging or belittling. There you go. Mm-hmm. Implying mm-hmm. or imputing evil. Depreciatory. I mean, evil's excessive, I think, even for Cappy, but, you know. Disparaging. Unfavorable. So, there you so, go. So should I address the fact that LeBron is absolutely, make no mistake, 100%, LeBron James is talking to me. 
Hey, Mr. Smart Guy. I mean, I, I tagged you on it because yep. I thought he was talking about you. I make yep. the right play every single time. Every time. In every fact, single time. In fact, there's never been a play ever in 20 years as a player where LeBron has ever made the wrong play. Nope, never. He is he is that perfect. He is. You know? Why is the king? That's That's exactly right. Hey, LeBron, I want to say a couple of things. Number one, uh, I really appreciate you listening. I do. Um, I know you listen every day. Um, I know you use the app. And the reason I know that is because I'm able to see who downloads the app. Okay, I made that part of it up. But nonetheless, <laughs> I appreciate you listening every day. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Yeah. Number two. Shout out, King. This is going to surprise people, George. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I shouldn't say what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyway. Believe it or not, I know this is going to surprise a lot of people. I'm not a basketball savant. I mean, I I know you think I am. I know. I know. It's surprising to hear me actually come out and admit it, okay? But the truth of the matter is, I'm actually not a basketball savant. I mean, I clearly know the game, and I understand the personalities and and, and chemistry of teams across any sport, and I've got a scout's vision, you know? But when it comes to an actual savant, I don't consider myself to be that that much of a basketball savant. Hmm. So, so LeBron, I hear you, okay? And I know you make the right play every time. Every single time you make the right play. You've never made the wrong play. I get it all. I just got to tell everybody. LeBron James, just like me and you, he's a man. That's all. He's a man. He puts on his pants the same way. He goes to the bathroom the same way. He loves his family the same way. He's just like you and me. It's just he's a great basketball player. Maybe the greatest of all time. No, no, he's not just a man. He's the king, Cappy. Yeah. But guess what? Um, I, I would bet you that people who know his career inside and out a lot better than I do could probably find at least one example where he didn't make the right basketball <laughs> okay, play. Okay, but anyway, the point is this. He generally does make the right basketball play. And, and, and listen, and if and if that was the right basketball play, and I don't know if there's like a book somewhere that tells you right plays it, versus it, wrong it, plays. It, it, the right play is pass to the open guy, not okay. try to force a shot with two of the best defenders on top of you. Okay, well, listen. Um, if you're going to sell me on... Hey, look, by passing the ball to Cam Reddish, whether he makes it or he misses it, that's going to give him the confidence to know that, that I true. trust him. Yeah, that is if true. You're gonna, if you want to sell me on that, yeah, I'll buy that. And, that's true. And, and here's what happened. Go ahead. He threw that ball to Cam Reddish. Yeah. Reddish missed the shot. Yeah. And in the two games since then, Cam Reddish has looked great. Yeah. So maybe it is that LeBron showed him, hey, man, I trust you. And even though you missed that shot, I'll keep coming back to you because this is what I need from you. I will buy that all day long. But to have an opinion that the greatest basketball player of the generation is so close to the basket and he passes the ball to a guy who has a pretty, you know, not great three-point shooting percentage, number one. And number two, he hadn't been shooting very well that night. True, he was open. But still, I I find it to be a lower percentage shot. And lastly, hey, LeBron, don't be so thin-skinned. Because remember, what I said was, you're the king. I'd rather have the ball in your hands with the final shot than anybody else's. So it really is a compliment. You're taking it all wrong, man. You're very thin-skinned, King. Come on. You're better than that. Come on, LeBron. But thank you for listening. Sorry I didn't hit it soon enough. And you want to know something? Let me tell you. I'm going to finish with this. No, go ahead. I want my damn respect. You feel me, LeBron? I want my damn respect. I mean, you're a basketball savant. 
I'm a I'm a burgeoning basketball savant. <laughs> Rack them. <laughs> Rack the hell out of me. Phenomenal. I love that you used the word burgeoning, by the way. I don't even know if I said it right. No, you did. That's exactly it. like someone that is like uh, flourishing, like growing in the role, you know? I'm going to show up to the game, maybe not tomorrow night, Cappy, next week. We've made you not only a basketball fan, yeah, but we've made you a vocabulary uh, savant now. Thank you. You know what I'm going to do, George? Next next Laker game I go to. Yeah. I'm wearing my Hey King t-shirt. Yeah. I'm standing on the floor. And you're, you're right near him so he can and see And I'm waiting. You. I'm waiting for him. Yeah. You should make a shirt that says basketball savant. I love that idea. That's a good love, one. I think that would catch love, his attention. Yeah. Love that idea. There you go. Love that idea. I'm going to have a basketball savant t-shirt with a crown. Put on the back of it, put naysayer. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a naysayer. I don't know if I, I like naysayer. I mean, I naysayer. think that you're a naysayer in that context when he no. was talking specifically was about that so, shot. It was so, honestly, no, like, no. I was sitting there and I'm like, man, I got to go to bed, but this game is really good. And I, because I had it to wake up early game. to do the to do the football game the next yeah. day, and I was like, I I stayed with it, and then I watched the post game walk up, and I swear to God, I was howling with laughter <laughs> when he's saying what he's saying. For those that didn't hear what he was saying, here it is one more time when Lisa Salters asked him about what did Cam Reddish show you. Uh, naysayers and basketball savants that don't know nothing about basketball and telling me I should have shot that shot in Miami instead of passing to Cam Reddish. Well, I did the same thing tonight because I trust my teammates and I make the right play every single time. And uh, game ball go to Cam Reddish for sure. I was howling with laughter at 1230 at night Eastern time. And I immediately had to text or tweet in the circle of trust because of that. So did somebody check me on this, but um, did Cam Reddish hit the game-winning shot at the buzzer? No, not at the buzzer, but it was basically the game, the the dagger. Yeah, but again, I mean, in the Miami game, it was the last Cap second it, shot. It's, it's basically the shot that clinched the game. I know, but... It's the but same concept. But as a basketball savant... Who and from a guy who never, ever, ever has ever in his lifetime ever made the wrong play, you know it really wasn't the same. That's all. I, I mean, it was as close as you can get without it being a buzzer beater. George, it's a nuanced conversation between me and the king. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the T-shirt that's going to say "Basketball Savant" on the front, and on the back it's going to say "I want my damn respect." Okay. I'm going to get an extra one made for LeBron. And just like hand it to him? Yeah, I'm going to hand it right to him. Here you go, King. This is for you, man. Mm-hmm. Figure we should wear the same shirt, you and me. Right. You like this idea? Sure. Again, he is listening every day. I'll bet you I'll bet you that somebody in his camp was like, oh my God, you've got to hear what this idiot on 710 said. This guy doesn't know anything about football, or yeah. excuse me, basketball. The guy spent his whole Maybe I talking. sent them the audio. Oh. Oh. Kind of, you know, playing 12-dimensional chess. I like it. Uh, anyway, coming up next, Cappy, yeah. let's flip to the Clippers who are 0-4 since the James Harden Wait, trade. what? How's that possible? 0-4. And boy, are the circle of trust people swirling like a bunch of, like, bees around this conversation. They were last night after they lost again. So let's get to that. Coming up in just a moment. But first, Cappy, tell them about your friends at Subaru. Well, first of all, let me thank everybody from Subaru for what you guys did 
on Friday. I mean, that is, I mean, to, to be out there and sponsoring a, a golf tournament on Veterans Day weekend and helping an organization that, you know, works with military families and first responder families who've, uh, who've been, you know, lost in the line of duty and, and help their families along the way. Uh, that is just spectacular. So great job by Subaru. But now let me talk to you about the car that I'm about to get, which is the 2023 Solterra. Now, Subaru vehicles, everybody kind of knows the Subaru brand is for people who live active lifestyles. You're packing your kids in the car because you're taking them to soccer games. You're, you're putting those snowboards on the roof. You're putting the surfboards on the roof and, and you are living that active lifestyle. Well, now if you are environmentally conscious, if you want to uh, drive a vehicle with zero emissions, well, finally, Subaru now has an SUV that is electric, and it is built for adventure. But when I say it's electric, I don't mean just that it's electric as in you plug it into the electric and it fuels itself up. I'm talking like it's electric, that kind of a deal. We all know about the Subaru brand, the safety, the longevity, everything you get from a Subaru. Well, guess what? Now it all comes in an electric form. The Subaru 2023 Solterra. Love. It's what makes Subaru a Subaru, and the love is now electric. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, we're back. It is Million Dollar Mondays, and we have our guy. That's right. Or our person. Doesn't have to be a guy. You want to know Jonathan. Jonathan Hernandez. Hernandez from La Habra. La Habra. Is joining us here. You have already won. You're already a winner. You didn't win a million dollars yet, but uh, you've already won two tickets to an event at SoFi on November 19th. So congratulations on that. So now, Jonathan, what you need to do is you need to give us your Super Bowl prediction. You need to pick the team from the AFC, the team from the NFC, and the score in the game. And if you nail both teams and the exact score, Cappy's going to be knocking at your door with a million dollars. Come on, Jonathan. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, the 49ers uh, from the NFC. 35 Baltimore Ravens from the AFC, 24. Okay, I like that. I like that pick. I don't like that pick because I don't think that the Ravens are coming out of that division. Well, because (laughs) you like the Browns, but there's that. Yes. Uh, Well, Jonathan Hernandez from La Habra, man, good luck to you. We're going to put you on hold, bro, okay? Thank you, guys. You guys Uh, have a good one. Yes, sir, you too. Thank you for listening and enjoy the event at SoFi on November 19th. That's a pretty good pick, though. San Francisco, who came out yesterday and looked great again. Balled out. Against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And then Baltimore, who had a big lead over Cleveland. Um, listen, you got to give it up to Deshaun Watson. He has not looked like a top-five quarterback. He did not. He has not looked like the Houston Deshaun Watson. 
But in the second half of that game, George, on a high ankle sprain, after, you know, I'm sure having to get treatment and taking, I'm sure, whatever kind of shot or what they do in the locker room at halftime, that guy played, man. And even at the very end of the game, when he's using his feet to get out of trouble, he gets, you know, kind of spun around at the sideline. And he's down on one knee. And I'm like, come on, man, get back in the game, bro. And then he limped his way back onto the field, and the Browns won that game. That was a very, very impressive win for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I saw the. Did you see the debate this morning on first take, or at what least about? the viral clip of Dan Orlovsky and Shannon and Stephen A going at it about uh, Lamar Jackson? What, what about him? Basically, the. The genesis of the conversation was Stephen A. and Shannon were, were blaming, um, or questioning, rather, Lamar's late-game execution, right? Mm-hmm. And what Orlovsky took exception with is, well, did you do that with Joe Burrow the week before when he threw a couple picks in late in the game? You know what I mean? Like He's like, Lamar Jackson has been really awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they were then they started talk, questioning about the fumbles and this, that, and the other. Like, okay, well, you had a bunch of fumbles in a game where it was pouring rain against the, the Colts. Like, it just the ball slipped out. It, balls got knocked out. It ha- like, And what he was doing was bringing context. And he's just like, I can't do this conversation of Lamar is the problem when he's clearly the best player on the team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, he didn't, have a, he didn't have like a spectacular game yesterday. Um, I mean, his completion percentage was pretty low. Um, you know, two interceptions. He was sacked three times. I mean, I think that's the thing, is that the Cleveland defense is probably better than most of us knew going into oh, the season. Oh, they're the best defense in the sport. Right. And now, if Deshaun Watson can get back to being, you know, 85% of what he was as a young player in Houston, all of a sudden, now you got yourself a ball club. Because when we talk about the Jets and the Raiders from last night, the Jets have a great defense. They have no offense, and and they have some skill guys, running back, receiver. They've got some guys. They don't have a star quarterback. Cleveland right now does not have a star quarterback, mm-hmm. but they have a guy who has been a star quarterback and who may be a star quarterback yet again. If they can get that worked out, all of a sudden Cleveland's for real this year. Cleveland! This is for you! Yeah, I Shout still out. think they'll be Cleveland at some point. I mean, they. I feel like it happens. Unfortunately, you're right, like George. However, <laughs> two things that have keep are keeping me optimistic are the fact that a they had an XFL quarterback start three games. You know, and I they mean, won he also started for the Carolina Panthers last year. Let's okay, not, let's but let's not still, just say he's just he an just got thrown quarterback. in there, right? But let's not make it seem like he literally just came off of the Rocks, uh, you a, know, roster, he, and then uh, ended up in Cleveland. He, he's but no he's Josh a backup Dobbs. at best. He's yeah. a backup yeah. at best, and he's really a third string caliber right. quarterback. And then the other thing is, like, their secondary is, like, completely depleted. And by halftime of the game, they had, like, all these, you know, rookies and third stringers in there. Well, wait, Lindsay, you, don't forget about this. Look, not only did Nick Chubb get hurt and he's gone for the Oh, yeah, you, that, that's but, not, I didn't even mention that part. Right, but the offensive line, mm-hmm. they, they had a guy playing, I want to say, right tackle yep, in this game. That has never played it before. And and didn't they, they didn't know who he was. You know, last week we were talking about Josh Dobbs and how he was trying to work with the Minnesota Vikings and they didn't know each other's names, they didn't know his cadence, he never worked out with them. The guy who was playing right tackle for the Browns yesterday, they literally did not know this guy. Like, yeah. they pulled him in off the streets. Just saying, I feel like, you know, maybe I need to give Kevin Stefanski a little little break. All I'm just saying is I don't trust Deshaun Watson to become the player he was in Houston. I can't disagree necessarily. Yeah. He I mean, showed he shades of it. He, but he did yesterday to go 14 for 14 in the second half. Really impressive. Yeah. I, I just, I don't trust him. Him Not and Mari Cooper. Not yet. So... I just I, I was just curious if you saw the stuff on first take today because it became a viral thing. But uh, yeah, I, I I still think the Baltimore Ravens 
if I had to pick a team, I, actually that was my Super Bowl pick in September, uh, Niners Ravens, and I I've kind of stuck with it the whole time. I haven't really changed it. But I do like Jonathan Hernandez from La Habra's pick. Which was on the Million Dollar Monday. I like his pick. San yeah. Francisco. And by the way, Million Dollar Monday every every Monday at 5.15 on this show. Right. So so you got San Francisco who yesterday comes back off a of bye week and just totally destroys Jacksonville. When I was thinking that Jacksonville could be sneaky in this game. And um, they're uh, still young, though, I feel like. And, and, you know, against a veteran team that got healthy off a of bye and three straight losses. But they are, they are a team that was in the postseason last year. And I look around and I see a lot of these, these middle-of-the-road AFC teams beating the good NFC teams. Yeah. But yesterday was a weird the Niners, game. The Niners, though, Cappy, in my estimation, are mm-hmm. still the best. I, I think they are the best team in the sport when they're healthy. They might be. Um but we can, we've definitely seen what they are when they're not healthy. That's right. for sure. And, I mean, the biggest key to that was Trent Williams and the combination of both their receivers being yep. out the last several weeks in Ayuk and Debo. Yeah. Yesterday was a weird day, though, around the NFL because there were a lot of good upsets. Um, the Vikings were three-point underdogs. They beat the Saints. Yeah. The Texans maybe shocked everybody this past weekend. They were five-and-a-half-point underdogs. They right. beat the Bengals. Yeah. The Browns, we just mentioned, were six-and-a-half-point dogs. They yeah. beat the Ravens. Yeah. Um, and the Raiders were were a point and a half underdogs, and they beat the Jets. Even the Cardinals, believe it or not, were underdogs, and they beat the Falcons. So five upsets. Kyler yesterday. Murray looked awesome, considering that dude busted his leg up or whatever just a year ago. Yeah, and he's been out for a really long time. Yeah. So I was stunned at how like he had this one play towards the end of the game to pick up a first down to put them in position to win the game. That he. He ran like he needed like fifteen or twenty yards to get the first down, which he eventually got. But he ran like thirty-five because he had to run around just to get and avoid the the rush, the pass rush. Mm-hmm. It was just nuts to see him do that, just fresh off an injury, first yeah. game back, just wild. But it just shows how gifted he is as an athlete. Um, you know, if if I just wonder if he can ever stay healthy because of his size. You know, that's kind of the thing that always worries me. Yeah, and then the other of part stature. of it is, does he does he really want to study? I mean, that was. Again, right. That's they what they put, put the stuff in his contract. Right? Yep, yeah. they put that out there, not yeah. us. But he seemed. You know what? I, I, I felt like maybe the time away kind of changed his perspective on stuff. He just seemed like a different dude um, in the post game when I watched some of the stuff yesterday. Yep, so I was that very, might be the case. He might be growing impressed. up finally. I was very impressed. Uh, all right, we didn't do the James Harden stuff, so we'll just do that at five forty-five. Radio okay. Tinder is up next. Uh, Cappy, but tell them about our friends at Sunday Swagger. Let me tell you guys something. Um, if you're watching the YouTube live stream, down in the lower third graphic, the entire show, it's use the code 710 for 15% off. Listen, guys, the holidays are coming up. You're starting to think to yourself now, I got to start to get holiday gifts together. The Sunday Swagger polos are amazing. They feel incredible. They stretch. They're colorful. They're good-looking. Um, they just, they, honestly, they kind of thin you out and make you look more athletic. So there's so many reasons to love these polos with personality from Sunday Swagger. But now what we've really gotten into is the quarter zips, which are great. Again, super colorful, really comfortable. And even those hoodie sweatshirts that have the nice pockets in the front. So look, I want you to go to sundayswagger.com. I want you to use the code 710 to save 15%. We're going to be broadcasting from Sunday Swagger on Friday. And listen, if you download their app, you're going to find even more incredible deals. Follow them on Instagram so you can see their entire line. Use that code 710 for 15% off sundayswagger.com. And tomorrow is our next reveal of some more Sunday Swagger gear. sundayswagger.com. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks, Christopher. I really miss Fantasmic a lot, and I hope it comes back soon. You guys ever see Fantasmic? I'm not. F- I'm sure I have. I just am not familiar with what I it is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like the the show that they have on the water. Mm-hmm. It's like the light. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. In whatever yeah. show. By but the Mark Twain uh, boat. Oh, that was called Fantasmic? Yeah. And then oh. they had to um, indefinitely close it over the summer because uh, the dragon from Pete's Dragon caught fire. Oh, mm-hmm. no. He, oh. He, he burned down. Fires are oh, over here goodness. causing so much issues. I know. Right. Yeah. When you said the dragon and burning things down, I thought like the dragon from Game of Thrones came and did something. I was like, no, different about? kind of dragon. No, it was like an animatronic dragon that breathes fire, and mm-hmm. then it like breathed fire on itself and caught on fire. I left that day early, and we were like, oh, we're gonna miss it. We're like, ah, oh, whatever, it's cold. And then we saw on TikTok, everyone's like, it yeah. burned, it burned. It would be traumatizing if you were a yes. small child and oh, you, you saw, saw the dragon yeah. catch on fire. <laughs> but they said it's supposed to come back in the fall, so I don't know if they started oh. back up again, but yeah. hopefully Speaking soon. of dragons and Game of Thrones, I want um, House of the Dragon to come back. When is that coming when back? When does that happen? Is that, well, now I that all, these, all, the, all the stuff is finished with SAG, right? Like, everything is good to go now. Like, hopefully soon, right? Strike is over, people. When is House of the Dragon? I'm going pr- to Google Let this. Let us know. All right, go ahead, Lindsay. You well, start this Well, speaking of the strike being over, now that the strike is over, uh, news has emerged that a biopic of Elon Musk is in the works. Okay. The movie from A24 is to be based on Walter Isaacson's authorized biography of Musk. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, everybody is guessing, like, who would be the best person to capture the essence of Elon Musk? Um, and there's, like, Reddit threads about this. A lot of people were saying that Nicolas Cage would be good, Rami Malek would be good, Robert Downey Jr., and uh, Jesse Eisenberg. So I want to ask you guys, who do you think should play Elon Musk in a biopic? Well, I feel like of all those actors that you mentioned, I feel like Robert Downey Jr. is probably the best actor. But don't you think that those guys, how old do you think Robert Downey Jr. is? They can de-age him. No, I realize that, but I'm just saying I feel like, um, like Nicolas Cage, for example... Like, I would think he's older. Yeah, they are much older than Elon Musk is. Yeah, uh, yeah Robert is... Downey Jr. is like 50... 50-something. 50 yeah, late 50s. Yeah. And I got to think Nicolas Cage got to be in his mid-60s, maybe? Early to mid-60s? Yeah. Elon Musk is how old, isn't he? In he's like in his 50s, too, though. Yeah. yeah, he's in his early 50s. Robert yeah. Downey Jr. is 58. Okay. So, so there you have it. I mean, is there anybody that that's far. a little younger that's like... Um, but he's maybe... not that much younger. No, I'm not. Listen, it's not like uh, Robert Downey Jr. is 75 and Elon Musk is 52. I'm just wondering because I'm with you. I like Robert Downey Jr. as an idea. I like the concept of Robert Downey Jr. I'm just trying to think. I think oh, it's Darren I think. Aronofsky, right? Is the uh, did yes. you did you mention that? I did not. Oh, okay. Rami Malek would be good because he's he could play like that awkward role. So what's Rami Malek? Who's he? He's he, the guy that played. Um, the, he was in Mr. Robot. He and was no, in and the no. Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh yeah, he played Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Oh really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Rami Malek. Huh? Um, Doctor No, I think. Yeah, he won an Oscar. Um, so Darren Aronofsky. Oh yeah. Okay. Created one of or produced or directed one of the most disturbing films I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's like, but incredible at the same time. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was so good. 
uh, Requiem for a Dream. It's not a movie you should watch more than once, is what okay. I would say. Okay. You've never seen it, I presume, Cappy? Nope. nope. Yeah. It, Jared Leto's in the movie. Um, who else is in the movie? There's a number of people in that movie that are good. Um, what's her name? God, I see her face right now. Um, who? Gosh. Who? She's Jennifer Connelly. She's Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Oh, yes. yes Jennifer yes. Connelly. That's what I was going to say. Yes. No, you <laughs> weren't. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly. I was. She's beautiful, man. Anybody think Tom Cruise could maybe play no. Elon Musk? No, he's too old. He's too old. How old is he? Sixties. Yeah, he's got to be close to seventy, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Man. Cruise is not close to seventy. Uh, have you seen him lately? Come on. How old is Tom? No, Cruise? he's sixty-one. He's not- Come on, not even close to 70. Okay, but it's closer <laughs> Whatever. Than, than, than 58. <laughs> How about Leonardo DiCaprio? Anybody want Leo? No. No, no Leo. No. Every, no Leo fans here. No. I think Leo could play Musk, sure, but I don't know if Leo would want to play Musk. No. I feel like he's very, 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 very picky. Super selective. specific. Yeah. On How about Will Smith? Anybody I mean, like Flower of the Whatever Moon or whatever is like apparently like really good. Mm. I started watching it, and it, I had to take the intermission. And then What's it called? Killers of the Flower Killers Moon. Killers of I think? the Flower Moon. Him and De Niro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? What? Uh, what's it on? I mean, it's, it's not on, out yet. It's in the movies. It's not oh, out it's, yet. In, it's in theaters. Yes. No, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be out on Apple Plus. I think the end of this month. So it's currently in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Don't know it. It's By the way, I can't. Season. I just realized I've been paying for Apple Plus and I don't watch Ted Lasso anymore, so I canceled my Apple Plus. Oh, you did. You didn't watch the morning show? Not interested. Oh man, it's so I gotta, good. I gotta watch. This. I haven't seen this season. This at all. season is my favorite by far. How Not many interested. episodes are there? Not interested. Oh, it's great. I, listen, I, I, I love Jennifer like Aniston. Eight, maybe and, ten. She's Reese great. And I love Reese, but it's just I'm not interested. My He's wife, really good. my wife who works in news, watched the first couple episodes and didn't like it. So, oh, dude, I of love this season both or seasons. of the show in general. Uh, the first season. Oh, okay. Yeah. This season them. is so good. Seasons. She, um, Jennifer yeah. Aniston gets with uh, John Hamm. Oh man. Yeah. Don't tell me anything. I don't. Yeah. Know. I'm not. By the way, House of the Dragon will premiere early summer 2024. All right. What's next? All right, so next one. Uh, the UFC is coming to the Las Vegas Sphere. I saw that. In 2024. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, UFC CEO Dana White confirmed the UFC would bring its September 14th Mexican Independence Day show to the Sphere. White said he's motivated to put on what he says will be the greatest live combat sports show anyone has ever seen. Will you guys go to the greatest live combat sports show at the Sphere? Swipe left or swipe right. So it's September of next year. Yep. Right. September is it going to have a residence? Are you going to have fights every night? No, this is just the just one the show. One night come event. on, come on, dude. Um, I mean, maybe. Uh, it's gonna be tough. I'll be in football season by then. What's the date? September twenty fourth or fourteenth? Sorry. I mean, listen, I, I I've never been to a live UFC event. Oh, they're uh, amazing. I was at the one. The last one I went to was when Conor McGregor broke his leg. Oh, really? Yeah, it was July fourth. I, I took that picture with Stephen A. I've never been to a live UFC event. Steve, um, did you see that? You didn't see that picture, Cappy? I did see that picture. Ste- I remember when you Stephen took it. Stephen A in his white, uh, he was in his white coat jacket or whatever. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, um, having been to see you 2 at the Sphere and knowing how the visuals worked with the music, yeah. I wonder what they do to make it more than just, hey, here's the octagon and, and here's the Sphere... Um, and we're putting the fight on the sphere, so like it looks like a big giant video board. I, I wonder what else creatively they would have in store for everybody, because I just don't know that that's enough. I don't know. I feel like that'd be pretty cool itself. Like, I mean, UFC fights are so. I the first one I saw it was when Stipe won the title for the first time, and it was in Cleveland. So that was even cooler because it's like you know hometown title. But I will say, like, I was surprised at like how loud like the slapping and the hitting is. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, Kevin, you should go. Maybe. Not a bad idea. Yeah. All right. What's next? All right. Earlier today, Drake announced that he's heading back on tour, this oh. time with J. Cole. Okay. It's oh, the, I like J. Cole. The It's All a Blur... It's all a blur tour, big as the what? Tour. That's what it's called. What does that called. mean, big as the what? I, I don't know. I think that's a J. Cole song. Big as the what? Yeah. Um, and it's going to kick off January 18th in Denver. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, that's the furthest west the show will go. Come on. Many are speculating oh, that Drake yeah. will add West Coast shows at a later date. But yeah. as of right now, you're either going to have to head to Denver or even Cleveland. He's going to be in Cleveland to see the show. Yeah, they're coming to L.A. I There's a lot of Cleveland talk today. Yeah. There, there sure is. Oh, my God. Way too much. I told you, I'm, I'm feeling great about that big Browns win yesterday. Yeah. So anyway, what is the farthest you've ever traveled to see a concert, Kepi? Um, I would say I went to um, Folsom Field in Boulder to see Dead & Company with John Mayer. This is a few summers back. Otherwise, I am not really a traveler for concerts. I kind of wait for them to come to me. Yeah, I would agree. I'm generally that. I mean, this Vegas one that I'm doing is kind of like it. That's one of those. But yeah, yeah, not not very. I mean, I think my wife and mother-in-law went to see Bruno Mars in Vegas, but I didn't go to that. Um, is this the first time you've gone to Vegas just to see a show like for a specific concert, George? Yeah, usually I go because I'm and they're working or there's like a gambling reason or that I just want to go gamble or there's like friends in town that we're so close that we just hop over right like yeah I, I not for a concert spe- not that I can remember at least no like shows different though you know what I mean like a show with a residency like if you've ever gone to see what's the name of that is it one that's the Michael Jackson show that's yeah. really really good yeah um, it's or at any the, the Mandalay yeah, and the Cirque du Soleil shows. I mean, yeah, I've seen yeah. a bunch of those. Yeah. But, but, I mean, that happens to be just, I'm in Vegas and I'm going to see those shows. Correct. Not because I went to Vegas to see those yes. shows. Yes, but, but like a concert like the Sphere, like you too, I went to Vegas Correct. specifically for the Sphere and you too. Right. But I as went, far as like traveling, I wait for them to come to me. They all come to us, don't they? I mean, I feel on. like, yeah, not, like in Southern California for the most part. Um, when I lived back in Cleveland, I... I drove to Chicago to see Weezer at this festival. I mm-hmm. love Weezer. Oh, did you ever do like Lollapalooza? No, I've never gone to one of those like crazy festivals because no. I don't know, it just seems kind of scary slash intimidating, I scary guess. Scary slash intimidating? Yes, the idea of like the whole like Oh, well, that, you know what? You'll go to a UFC fight, but you won't go to a festival? Yeah, because the festival... Like the UFC fight's scarier. No, no way. No, no way. No, not at all. I mean, it's a whole. Oh, day my thing. wife is listening. She's right. The police in Chicago, but we did not go specifically to see the police. We were in Chicago. I looked up what was happening at Wrigley Field, and I saw the Cubs weren't playing. But I said, "Oh my God, the police are here!" So we went to see the police, and we got great seats. And I remember Sexy Rexy Grossman was sitting right next to us, and man, was he having a good time. <laughs> Sexy Rexy Grossman. Yeah, remember him? I do. Yeah, but we did not specifically go to Chicago to see the police. Was he playing for the Bears at that time? He was, yeah. Check me on this, but did he quarterback a Bears team to, to a, a Super Bowl? Super Bowl, yeah. In Miami. Yeah, against the Colts, Peyton Manning. Oh my gosh. That was the Prince Super Bowl, Purple Rain in the Rain. Yes, that's right. Sexy Rexy. Anybody named Rex, I mean, that's what you get. Even if you're not sexy. Yeah. Yeah. He was having a ball that night. <laughs> was Good he hammered? Him. Um, and it was only the well, second yeah. concert they'd ever had at Wrigley at that time. The first one was uh, Jimmy Buffett. May he rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. Shout out. So, there you go. Uh, all right, that is Radio Tinder each and every day.
Kelly okay? I mean, based on everything that you told us earlier today, the way yeah. you were ripping her? Well, now we know I was not ripping her. Come on. You want to start trouble. She can go back and listen to the podcast. She can. I have nothing to hide. Unlike you, I'm not a liar. Oh, I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. I'm not Kelly, you should have heard the things that George said about the way you sleep, girl. Earthquake. Well, I thought he, I, I thought it was you. an earthquake. Called you Kelly the Earthquake Sedano. Yeah. I told her her father the same thing. <laughs> that sounds like a wrestling name. <laughs> I told her father the same thing when I told him the story when we picked up the kids. I was like, Kelly, I, the earthquake. I thought there was an earthquake Sedano. happening, you know? Um uh, by the way, Radio Tinder is presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small-batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves, available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Up your game and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, Cappy, let's get into this James Harden stuff and what's going on and what needs to be fixed or if it won't be fixed. But I think that there are a lot of takes on this and we need to kind of sift through them at the moment. So we'll get to that. Stick around. 710 ESPN. But Cappy, first, tell them about your friends at Price Picks. Yeah, and don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you about this. Listen to me. Right now, I'm watching the Bills and the Broncos. It's a 3 nothing game. The Broncos are up, okay? But, George, my channel, when I go back, is NBA TV. I'm watching the Knicks and the Celtics tonight. Mm-hmm. It's halftime. The Knicks have a 53-52 lead. Yeah. What do you why got do you, on that? What why do you Right, right. Why, do you, why would somebody like me mm-hmm. be watching the Knicks Well, you're and the a Celtics? basketball savant. Well, ask LeBron. Do you know a player from the Knicks named Emmanuel Quickly? Yeah, of course. He's uh, one of their guards. I've got Emmanuel Quickly tonight to score more than 12 points. I've combined it with Brooke Lopez tonight. Milwaukee is playing Chicago, Mm -hmm. and he's got to get more than 16.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Okay, I like your chance at Brooke Lopez. Um, Emmanuel Quickly is having a rough game, I believe, today. Uh, But he's very much a microwave type of player. He can get hot. Yeah, he's only got three points uh, at halftime, and he's one for seven from the field. But here's what Prize Picks has done to me: mm. is that now that it's basketball season, I can play literally every night. And here's the best part: is that I've been talking about Prize Picks for so many months now on Seven Ten. We are the number one most downloaded Prize Picks endorsement team in the country in all of sports radio. Thank you to everybody who's done this. So here's what you do. You go to prizepicks.com slash cappy, K-A-P-P-Y, prizepicks.com slash cappy. George, I get so many messages from people showing me their prize picks entry that night, and then a friend of mine's kid goes to college up in Santa Barbara, and he called me last night. He goes, hey, I hear you're really into prize picks. I go, yeah. He goes, me too. He goes, I've won thousands on prize picks. I'm like, you're kidding me. He's like, no, and I got the goon squad coming over tonight, and we're, we're, we're scouting the week. So like these kids are trying to figure out how to play it, um, how to win. These kids are making money, dude. So I'm on it. I'm on prize picks every night. It's to the point. I got Brooke Lopez and Emmanuel Quickly. I didn't even know who Emmanuel Quickly was a couple hours ago, all right? prizepicks.com slash cappy k-a-p-p-y prizepicks.com slash cappy they will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars 100 percent. you put in 100 they put in 100 you put in 50 they put in 50 prizepicks.com slash cappy get on it today prize picks oh i love the monkeys i remember when i was a little kid now i was in syndication because i wasn't i'm not that old but there used to be a monkeys tv show right that's right. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. People think we're monkeying around. Yeah, I used to watch that in syndication when I was a little kid. When I saw her face, I'm a believer. And then this song became, got a resurgence, basically. 
during Shrek. That's right. Did you watch Shrek? I did. Okay, good. I love Shrek. You know I'm a big Eddie Murphy fan. Yes. Eddie Murphy! I know you, Eddie. You're the bleep you man. Right. Yeah. You know, you have no idea what you missed on Friday mm. out at Black Gold. Have you heard about this? I have not. You didn't hear about Elvis? I, I've sort of kind of figured it out. Okay, I'll, I'll talk to you about it in a little <laughs> bit. Let's, let's go to James Harden because this whole Elvis thing, the general crypto ray has now inserted an Elvis into the community. I saw that. I saw that in the circle, yes. Mm-hmm. Did you see my dance moves? I did not see those, though. You, could you did send not see me. my Elvis dance moves? No, I missed those. Okay, we'll have to pull them up for you. You probably should see this. I should? I remember the first dance moves you had on this show. They weren't so hot. No, but I have since, of course, shown off the Mm, skills. That's not what I heard. What do you mean? What'd you hear? What'd you hear, girl? I heard you weren't that great. With what? With the Elvis moves? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, come on now. Just saying. Oh, who told you that? I'm not going to. You're not so chivita. I'll I'll tell you who wouldn't tell you that. Uh, Omar Lopez would not tell you that. I'm Casper V would not mean. tell you that. Crypto Ray would not tell you that. In fact, even the Elvis guy himself wouldn't tell you that. Wow. Somebody even in Elvis, the circle. Even Elvis, the man himself. Yeah, that was at the game in the suite last night. Obviously, you know, just saying. Well, I started naming guys who I knew would be at the suite and guys who I knew were there Friday. Yeah. All right, George can judge for himself. You can see my Elvis move. Yeah, just send we'll bring it you me. the video. Yeah. We'll bring it to you. By the way, we were talking movies a second ago. I just saw the commercial for Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon. That's something I would watch too. I would like. I'd be interested in that. I've He's seen, a good actor too. I've seen some uh, promos for that. I'll take Speaking a look of dark movies, not that it's as dark as Rec- Requiem for a Dream, um, but I would say the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie is pretty damn dark. Like I've only watched it once. Mm. I'm like, I'm good. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, now they're doing like a sequel to that mm, okay. with, uh, I think, Lady Gaga is the Harley Quinn character, right? Oh, that would be interesting. She's a very good actress. Yeah. I like Lady Gaga. I do, too. Follow her on Insta. <laughs> Did you watch her movie with uh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it. Mm-hmm. it I cried good. in that movie. So good. I watched it. Like, I'm probably the last person to see it because I just saw it a few months ago on a plane. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. It was so sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is very sad. Based on a true story as well. Uh, so, Cappy, James Talk Harden, yeah, also sad at the moment. Well, I know somebody, I don't want to say names, but I have a good friend of mine whose opinions in basketball I generally really respect. Man, this guy told me, I don't want to say names, George, but this guy told me. A basketball savant? I don't know if he's a savant, but I, I, again, I respect his opinion. Mm-hmm. This guy told me, he's like, and this is before James Harden played one game, before he ever put on a Clipper uniform, he told me, he goes, they're already better with him. They are. And I said, I, again, I don't want to get into a debate with this guy because I respect his word. Yeah. Okay. But I said to this guy, I go, hey, you say they're better with him, but you don't know that yet. You know, on paper, they've added another superstar caliber player. Yeah. You don't know how he works with this team. You don't know how he gets along with these guys. You don't know how it upsets or, or enhances the, the locker room and what they do. So to say that they're better because they just got an. We all thought the Lakers were better when they got Russell Westbrook, they actually got worse. Uh, so let, let me say something to you real quick. Okay, about what? About James Harden. Oh, okay. And this team. And I know Laker fans are reveling in this. And I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't care. But, I mean, I care for content, which is good. So them being 0-4 is actually great for us because it's content. But, you know, when Laker fans are sitting there going nuts about this in the community yesterday, I'm like, they've played four games. Like, right, but they are 0-4. So What? Like the Lakers were two and ten last year and made the conference finals. 
Right, but it's fun to have everybody... Look, the one thing about James Harden is this. He is a very polarizing figure. No question. Some people think he's a great, great basketball player. He is a great basketball player. But I don't think that part that, is debatable. But but he's not he's not been a great teammate, and he's not been a champion. He has not been a champion. He has that is actually factually correct. Yeah. Uh, so you know, but, I mean, I kind of look at James Harden. I look at Russell Westbrook, and um, I know you're going to tell me that James Harden's a way better player, but I look at them in the same way. You know, I, I perceive them to be selfish players. Hmm. And um, so, so here's the thing. Um, everybody seemed to have an opinion now about this Harden situation. Did you see that guy in Dallas that went viral? I don't know who the guy is. Oh yeah, he's the um, the the, uh, the analyst South. or whatever, the analyst on the Mavs broadcast. Yes. Yeah. Valley Sports Southwest. And why were the were the Mavs playing the Clippers or something? Is that what was going on? That he decided to kind of go off on James Harden. Does anybody know that? I, I mean, like, I've only seen the video of this guy going off on Harden. And I the whole time I've been thinking to myself, why was he going off on Harden? Like, like he doesn't play like, for the Mavs. But and everyone has an opinion on him, don't you think? S- seems like it. George, you know this guy from the Mavericks? I mean, I don't know him personally, but I know him on from the Mavericks broadcasts. Yes. I didn't know him at all. But, yeah. man, his whole his Well, you're whole not thing, like a league pass guy yet. That's the next level we need yeah, to get you at. I mean, I got NBA TV on tonight, but it's only because I got prize picks. Right, but that's Clippers. the next level for you, is we mm-hmm. need to get you like NBA league pass. Uh, that would be taking things to... That, that'd be... I mean, that'd be really taking things to the next level. Well, what, what is this guy's name from the Mavericks... Oh, um, Ryan Damaris. Damaris, yes. And the fr- Friday, uh, the Clippers were playing in Dallas. Right. Okay, and so he goes on this rant like, hey, James Harden. Let me Harden. just play it. Yeah, but if you're in the locker room listening, here's what I want to tell you. Go ahead and play it. Ask the producer to pipe this into the Clippers locker room <laughs> so I can talk to you, James. I hope you're taking notes. I'm telling you in advance, you're welcome for the wisdom I'm about to spew. Because, listen, I get on my knees every night and pray for someone to believe in me. Like Daryl Borey believed in you. You wanted a certain coach, they brought in Mike D'Antoni. You wanted to play a certain style, they played it. You wanted Dwight Howard, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. You wanted Chris Paul, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. They brought in your old friend Russell Westbrook. You wanted to go to Vegas on off days, they looked away. You wanted the team to stay over so you could go out at night, they changed the schedule. And it didn't work. And you know what? You said... I'm going to break up with my Whoopi. Not good enough. I see the bright lights in New York. I want to go there. My old pal, Kevin Durant. It's going to work. The big three. And all after one year, you wanted out. You realized, oh my gosh, I took this guy for granted. The guy that believed in me. I went back with Daryl Morey. They traded Ben Simmons for you. How did they pull that off? And you know what? You went there and you got a partner who got the MVP. He won the MVP. And what did you say afterwards? You said... They didn't hand me the reins. You're the point guard. You're holding the reins. And what did you do when you had the reins? You scored nine points in game seven against Boston. You blew a 3-2 series lead. So they co- they fired their coach. Not good enough. You broke up with the guy believing you again. You said, the bright lights of L.A., that's where I want to go. Let's see if that works. Listen, James, have you ever had those friends who had bad roommates? Over and over, they complained about their bad roommates. This guy's terrible. The bad roommate here. They never thought to be self-aware enough that they're the bad roommate. They're the problem. Hey, James, you're the problem. If this doesn't work this year in this system with this team, then you're going to go and point fingers at everybody else, and you're going to go back home, and you're going to start swiping right for another team, and there's not going to be anybody left. Wow, he's playing radio Tinder. You're not the beard. You're not the system. You're the problem. Now, you know they've (laughs) since deleted that, right? 
That rant was on social media. They've since deleted it. Who deleted That's too it? Funny. Valley Sports or whatever. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Why? It's already gone viral. Too late I now. Yeah. I know. You're, you're not. You're not the answer. What did he say at the end? He goes, "You're, you're the, the problem." Yeah, but how did he say? You're not the. Pr- you're not the answer. You're not you're the not system. The beard. You're the problem. Yeah, you're, you're the, the problem. Beard, right, I, so look, I, that is how I feel about James Harden. Um, well, okay, that's fine. You can feel that way. Um, I'm I'm just telling you that I'm not making snap judgments on anything after four games. No, but you said they're better. They are going to be better. They may be, but they also may not be. Uh, sure, Cappy. There's always the chance that you walk out on the street and you can cross the street safely, or you can get hit by a bus. Right. Or there's a chance that you could have too many big stars. Or as Ramona put it really well earlier, I wish I had it exactly how she said it, but it's like, you know, this guy's too quiet, this guy's too boisterous, this guy, you know, is too selfish. The way she phrased it all about Paul George and Kawhi and, and Harden and, and Russ, she, she really did nail it well. But just because they, they added another superstar, I just don't think that automatically that makes them better. You would think on paper it makes them better, but now you got to go out and you got to make it work. Yeah, and I believe oh, in November, that's when you try to figure things out, you know? I so. do. I understand to figure it out, but I'm rooting for them to be worse. Oh, I know you're rooting for them to be worse, but yeah, I mean... It's more I more fun. I, yeah, I, listen, their struggles is definitely more interesting to discuss, but I, I still think at the end of the day, they're going to be better. I just want them to implode. I want them to all hate each other's guts. I want them to not be willing to play with each other. I want I want Harden to refuse to be on the floor with Westbrook. I mean, I just want chaos everywhere. Yeah, I just trust Ty Lue, So Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. So I, they'll figure it out. Not really worried. But in the meantime, Cappy. Yes, sir. You and I need to have a conversation about two things. We need okay. to get into a conversation about USC and UCLA. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because these two teams had... I would say this is an understatement. Incredibly disappointing weekends. Okay? USC, not so much surprising, but UCLA, very. Both incredibly disappointing no matter what. No matter how you slice it. But I may have to uh, particularly call out one of our teammates here on the station. You going to send him where you send people? No, no. On the one-way ticket? No, No, because I like this person. No one-way ticket. And it's not about Anthony Davis, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. That's so only reserved for Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Okay, got it. Commentary. You have to defend Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's the commentary that's reserved for him. Okay, got but it. But nonetheless, all that will be coming up in just a moment.